You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive Scottish football content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Women's Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's a pleasure to be your host as always. Delighted to be joined by Suzanne Mulvey. Suzanne, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you back on. It's been busy since you've been last on. Yeah, thanks very much for having me again. Yeah, there's been a lot happening, lots of goals. Um, I think in SWP are 114 goals so far in, in four rounds of fixtures, so it's a bit crazy. That's what, that's been less, nearly less than 30 years. 30 a week yeah I the, the, the first week I think it was 40 goals I think that was because obviously Rangers took 14 off Glasgow women yeah. and then it's kind of been you know a bit less than 30 every, every other so it's a lot a lot of goals in the top league anyway uh, it's, it? else it's quite tight isn't it yeah I mean there's a lot as you, as you say there's goals you just look through the results in the four leagues I mean there is goals everywhere but there is that competitive edge as well which I think is quite good but we'll start with the SWPL1 let's get into the the rounds over the weekend. Murrow now Celtic eight. Now we spoke about Celtic as a losing the likes of Charlie Wellens over the over the summer was going to maybe kind of derail them in terms of goals. But you've got the likes of Caitlin Hayes with two, Clarissa Larissa chipping in with two. I mentioned off here she's now got seven for the season. Jacinta's obviously getting a double as well. They're winning games and they're winning them comfortably, but they're spreading the goals across the board, which I think is obviously a massive help in terms of kind of replacing that void that's been left. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think that um, there's probably a couple of players that we didn't mention much of um, when we're doing the season review, especially like say Clarissa Larissa. Um, she impressed last season. Obviously, she had to step into that role. Obviously, Charlie Wellens, you know, the top striker. Um, and I think she's done that fantastic. She's slotted right in there this season with Charlie Wellens away. Obviously, top scorer in the league with, with seven and four games is fantastic. You know, it's a, a great record, almost two to a game. So that's brilliant for her. Um, and I like to say Jacinta as well. Um, Jacinta's got five goals as well. Um, I, I'd kind of tipped her to be, you know, the the player of the, the league this year. Yeah. Um, and I think that she's kind of, you know, she's obviously she, she'd been at West Ham, you know, but she's obviously Australian, far from home. So I think it's maybe took her the second season. Now she feels a bit more settled. So I think she'll start excelling as well. Um, but yeah, goals everywhere, you know, like say, Craig always chips in with the, the penalties and, mm-hmm. you know, a couple at the back post here and there. And, and obviously Caitlin, he's a massive, massive threat from, from set pieces. She's just a powerhouse in there. Um, so yeah, I think they've just got goals everywhere. Um, and, and that's probably something that we did maybe underestimate a bit. We thought with Charlie Williams, you take out 40 goals, yeah. you know, that leaves a, a massive gap. But the amount of chances that they create in a game, and especially the likes of um, Ashworth Clifford, the, the amount of, you know, crosses, the amount of assists that she's going to provide this season, I think that they're not going to struggle with goals at all, you know, even with, with taking Charlie Williams out. Um, you know, Natalie Ross is coming back for fitness. Yeah, so she was um, in the yesterday yeah. as well. Um, and Lisa Robertson obviously back in there as well is doing well so I think that they're, they're kind of not, not even conceded a goal yet in four games as well so they're, they're flying as well so they're doing really well Well about the other hand model they've not obviously you look at that scoreline and think that's 
kind of the, the leaps behind the top three. I think that's fair, but they've not had a bad start. They're on four points with four games, and I think any team can probably that Celtic Rangers and even Glasgow City can do that to anybody. So they'll not be, which I think they'll be disheartened. They'll obviously be disheartened losing eight goals, but they'll not. They'll still be kind of a lot of positives for their start so far. I would say. Yeah, I mean, if you told them with the first four fixtures, if you told them that they would come away with four points, they'd probably be quite happy considering that they've played Glasgow City, they've played Hibs. So to obviously take the three points off Hibs was massive for them, obviously coming away with, with that one. Um, but probably the disappointing result for them was the, the draw with Dundee United opening mm. game of the season. Um, you know, so realistically, they probably should have six points right now. They should have, you know, they should be, be winning a game, you know, against a, a team coming up. And that's also what I'd, what I spoke about previously. The inconsistency with them is probably going to be their dig- biggest downfall. But again, you know, four points, they, they would be happy with that just because they have played. Obviously, Hibs, who are a, a top team, managed to get three points. Um, and obviously playing Glasgow City, you know, you're not really expected to get much, although they obviously kept them right to the very end, you know, Jenna Clark getting a, a goal in injury time, so they were yeah. unlucky in there. You know, they, they could be sitting there with five, you know, five points on the board, because um, they probably feel a bit aggrieved that, that they've obviously uh, not got a point for that game. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll move into the Champions Rangers, very convincing again, 5-0 away to Hamilton. Daniel Sumer, a double, he likes a Mc, uh, McLaughlin, McCoy and McCleary all chipping in as well. We've spoke about just how dominant Rangers have been so far, and obviously they're doing it in Europe as well. And this was another just convincing result. Yeah, I was actually at that game yesterday. I watched I watched that game in person, and um, to be honest, they probably looked a little bit tired. Rangers, although right, you know okay. they they've convinced in five 0 victory, they made a few changes. You know, uh, brought in a couple of youngsters. You know, Emma Watson getting a start, which is fantastic for her. Um, I think that that they did look a bit tired. And obviously, they've you know they've been travelling. They played the two games in the Champions League. Um, so it's been a big, big week for them. And obviously just, you know, um, kind of not just physically, but mentally as well. Although they've qualified, it's still a big, you know, it's still a big, the first time that they were there, the pressure on them to qualify. Um, so although they look tired, very convincing. They've got such depth to their squad, especially, you know, the the youngsters um, that are coming in. They seem to just slot in well, you know, with the, the likes of the experience around them. So a very convincing for them. And, and obviously the, the start to the season, again, 100%. Not conceded a goal, so it's a start that you'd expect for them. So just you know, professional, you know, professional performance yesterday, professional for them the first four games. So so the, as expected, you know the the hundred percent record with them. So what so about I, the balancing act? Do you think between the the league in Europe, do you think it will be tough for them? It's obviously a new thing as well that like they haven't been. I don't think they've been at. They went as far in the Champions League so recently, I think. No, no, well, it's their, their first time. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. their, their first time. So, you know, qualifying for the next round is, is absolutely fantastic, amazing. Um, it, it is hard to balance. I've, I've done it, you know, with Glasgow City before. You know, you, you're going away and um, playing a game midweek, you know, and then um, with, the, with the two legs, you're obviously playing a game, you're away midweek, playing a game, and then you've got the game midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be honest, it just depends what fixtures they've got around, you know, the games. If they've got Celtic bang in the middle or Celtic after the two legs, or Glasgow City after the two legs, you know, they're, they're kind of the games where you could possibly slip up or at least, you know, you, you'll get pushed to your maximum to see how you come out on top of that. So, again, it literally just depends on the fixtures. Looking tired, but you're still winning 5-0 and that just goes down to the, the depth of the squad, you know, made, made a few changes, but the players coming in and, you know, the, the likes of, you know, bringing on Kirsty Howitt, you know, as a, as a sub later on in the game mm-hmm. and they've got McCoy and they've just got so much firepower. Um, so I, I just think very convincing for them and, and probably what you'd expect as well, no surprises there. And Hamill on another end as well, like uh, again, similar to Motherwell, they'll be 
quite happy with the start so far. Six points, two wins, two losses. Again, losing to, losing five now with home to Rangers isn't a isn't no. difficult to, to you can see that happening. I think I think a lot of people would have said that would be a convincing Rangers win, but Hamill will be happy with the start. Absolutely delighted. Um obviously, you know, you're not expected to take points off Rangers. Um you've got to beat four 0 off Hibs, you know, that that's expected as well, especially on the back of Hibs having such a big defeat against Celtic, you know, they played them right after that. So they got the brunt of that, basically. Um, but the other two games, you know, go, uh, playing against Aberdeen, who they've not managed to beat, you know, over the past few games. So going away and, and getting a victory against Aberdeen. And then, obviously, it wasn't the most convincing result against Glasgow women. Obviously, 4-3, you know, mm-hmm. they, they got to go, uh, they won an injury time. But, it, you know, it's three points. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, Josie's scoring a lot of goals for them. She's doing really well. So, at the end of the day, for them, it is six points. And they'll be absolutely delighted. I think it took them a hell of a long time last season to pick up six points. So, after four games, they'll be absolutely delighted with that start. Yeah, they will that. And another team that's in six points that won at the weekend was Hibs. I think a badly needed 3-1 victory for them away to the United. Ailey Adams as well scoring two goals. It seems Ailey Adams scores all the time for them. Yeah, uh, she's she's coming into a bit of form, which is exactly what they need Um and again, you know, in the in the, the season preview, I just says that Hibs, um, you know, that inconsistency with them, um, you know, you maybe didn't expect them to beat Celtic first game of the season, but that the the defeat, you know, nine 0 defeat is, is is huge for them. Probably the, the biggest defeat they've had. Now. I don't, you know, as far as I can remember, I, I can't remember ever ever getting beat that much. Um, but yeah, you know, six points. Um, they they'll be disappointed. You know, obviously getting beat from Motherwell, they'll be really disappointed with that. Um. But, you know, obviously Dean Gibson has spoke before about it's just about players jailing and obviously the longer. They, they've also had a couple more additions into the mm-hmm. squad. So I think it, it just take a bit, of, a bit of time for them to get the rhythm. And I, I think they'll be absolutely fine. You know, they'll pick up the points where they should. But it's just that inconsistent. They'll stop them from pushing the top three. What do you think as well about the kind of... That between kind of the top three and obviously I think we've, we'll probably say that the teams we thought would maybe be at the bottom are kind of going to be there but what do, what do you think of that middle ground like, do you think there's a team standing out at the moment Um, you've obviously got the likes uh, um, mother, you know obviously I mean at Hamilton six points is fantastic um, Spartans maybe a bit disappointing you know I mean they've only got I think the Becky Galbraith scored was it something like 18-19 goals last season um, and they're opening four games um, she's only got one and the only other goal they've scored it was an OG so they've only right. scored basically one player that scored a goal in four yeah. games so for them you know they need to find some firepower definitely um, but there's not there's not really any team standing out I think um, you know obviously watching Hamilton yesterday their performance against Rangers I thought defensively they, they played very very well um, the first two goals were, were shots for distance you know so so they defended really well um, but it is just that that fitness um, I don't. I think it will just be a, a scrap all round, you know, for the likes of Hibs, Hamilton, Motherwell, um, e- you know, even likes of Aberdeen. A bit of disappointment starting for them. So I, I don't think there's any teams that are particularly standing out there yet. But it, it is early doors. Um, but just I, I think that gap's getting bigger, you know, for the for the, the front three. Um, it's shown, you know, they're they're obviously all professional. The players that they're bringing in. Um, so that's, you know, I, I think for me, any other team that's below that, that's the challenge. It's, you know, making sure you beat every team around you, but also as well, let's see if you can close that, that gap in the top three. Um, and, and I think that comes to individuals. 
you know, you need to think, well, I'm, I'm not a professional, but I need to go and put a bit of extra work and I need to, you know, try as much as I can. If I'm wanting to compete with, with the top teams, then I obviously need to put in that, that effort away myself. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. But again, Hearts, a big one for them as well. Obviously, Glasgow women yet to pick a point up, but Hearts were convincing 3-0 home win. Georgia Timms were a double as well, and Georgia Hunter making it 3-0. Again, I think Hearts were, I think, Hearts would have probably been relishing that game. I think that when I, I think that was a great opportunity for them to get a few goals under their belt and obviously just get a bit of confidence for a, a tough few weeks ahead. I think they, they play Rangers and Celtic in the next two weeks. Yeah, um, you know they'll be particularly happy as well. Is it is it six points they've got as well so yeah. far? Um, so obviously you know Tim's is kind of you know third on the the scoring chart. She's got five goals. So I think that having a player like that is so important. If you've got a player that knows where the back of the net is, then you know the likes of um, tight games, you know, players like that will obviously, you know, be worth their weight in gold. Um, so I think with that, but also the problem that you've got on the other hand is if you get lose a player like that through suspension or injury, then, you know, where do the goals come from? Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll be particularly happy as well. They, they've had a really good start. Um, you know, 3-1, it's, it's quite convincing. I think they're doing, they're doing well. What about Glasgow women? Do you think that first, first obviously, the Rangers completely... Bathered them in the first game, but is it tough? Like, is it tough to lift yourself for that? Like, obviously losing, I think it's fourteen. Yeah, losing 14, that amount yeah. of goals in your first your first game and in, in the kind of top league, it must just be difficult to pick yourself up from that. Yeah, no, um, it's a lot of young players, and it's kind of where they've all came from. You know, they came from top teams and youth level where they're mm-hmm. not used to they picking up. You know, big losses like that. Yeah. Um, and it just depends about character. Andy Gardner's got a lot of experience, so he'll know kind of how to motivate them. And, and you know, they weren't expected to pick up any points. Obviously, the scoreline isn't great, but they weren't expected to, to do anything against Rangers. Um, I think probably what will boost them is the fact that they finally got some goals against um, Hamilton, you know, yeah. scoring three um, quite decent goals against Hamilton. So I think that that'll boost them a bit, knowing, well, we can score in this league, you know, and we can score against teams that have been in 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 this league a couple of years now with the experience that they've got. So I think going forward for them is obviously just trying to get as much experience as you can. You know, I still think they probably will be the team that will get, you know, automatic relegation this season. I just don't think they've got enough experience and and um, and, and even likes of teams around them, you know, if they're going to pick up anything, it should be against the likes of Hamilton, it should be against the likes of Aberdeen, Partick So um, I just can't see them, them doing that. Um, so hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll pick it up and they'll, they'll start getting results. But it's just that lack of inexperience. It's a very, very young squad that they've got. Glasgow City are obviously sitting joint top with Rangers and Celtic. But is it fair to say, Suzanne, the 1-2-1 against Aberdeen, is it fair to say, you know, maybe different to Rangers and Celtic, they're getting the results, but maybe not the performances. It's a lot of kind of late yeah. goals and there's a lot of kind of kind of scrappy victories would that be a concern or do you think there's they're still finding ways to win and that's just still be a main positive yeah I think that's you know positive at the end of the day you know if you get your name on the trophy or if you qualify for Europe it doesn't matter how you got there um it, it's important for them you know to still be picking up the results um you know a, a late late goal against Motherwell it could easily have you know been a one one and then already they're chasing the, the top two so yeah, definitely just need to keep picking up the points. And, and you know, they've got players in the squad that haven't quite found their form yet. You know, Abby Grant, Priscilla Chinchia. Um, so I feel that they've still got a lot of, a lot of positives. And I think that they've got players that will start scoring more and, and being a bit more consistent. So I don't think at the moment it's anything to worry about. You know, it is late goals, but they're still getting the, the results. It doesn't really matter how you get them. 
Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think there's a lot to take, as you say. There's two two big players at Grant and Chinchia kind of yet to kind of find their feet and that so far this season. But I think they'll be fine once they're up. And as you say, four wins and it doesn't matter how you get the win. Yeah. It's, as long as you get the points on the board. But Spartans and Partick Thistle, the final game of SWPL won with Spartans now, Partick Thistle now. All reports, not really much happened. I think both teams were just uh, maybe trying to just kind of... Well, both teams might be happy with a point, do you think? I think so, yeah. Um, you know, obviously the, the games with the teams that, that you expect to be around you in the league, that's where you need to, to be picking up points. Um, and even if it is just the one point, it, you know, at least it's not a defeat. Um, quite, you know, you're, you're saying quite poor start for, for the both of them. They've not scored a lot of goals. They're not doing well. But again, it is early on in the season. You can't really tell much uh, at the moment. You, you can't really tell who's going to be that second team that's going to finish, you know, in the bottom two. Um so yeah, both of them happy, happy with the the um, the the draw, the nil nil draw. But again, that kind of shows their struggle at the moment. You know that the both teams are struggling for goals, and that's obviously shown nil nil. None of them could could score. So I think for them, that's what they need to do: try and try and you know get more goals, um, create more chances, um, more scoring opportunities. But um, but yeah, no, I think a fair fair result all round. Yeah. So obviously SWPL one. What was your performance of the weekend in that league? Um, I'd say I'd say Hibs just for the, the the simple reason that they needed it. You know they they yeah, need to they need to be. I mean I expect them to finish fourth this season. You know hopefully if they if they perform the way they can. So I think for them it's important for them to, to get the results and keep going. Um and, and again all round you say you know, obviously the top three victories you expect them to get victories. So probably Hibs still maintaining. You know they have dropped some points but but still kind of staying up there and picking up points against teams that they definitely should be picking up points against. Yeah, I, I think I, I can see, obviously, the case for Hibs. I'm going to go with Celtic. I just think 1-8 now, again, is the, the men's team as well. The two two Celtic teams scored 17 goals between them at the weekend. That's I don't think you'll ever... You'll see that very often. But, yeah, very, very convincing displays from the likes of Celtic and Rangers. But SWPL2 was probably about as close as four games as you can get. There was only a goal between all four games... St. Johnson Boromir, I would have said, was probably the game of the weekend in terms of kind of buzz. Two teams probably aiming for the to kind of challenge for the title. And St. Johnson kept a hundred percent record, going a three-two victory. Alex Moody, Jody Evans, and Morgan Steedman storing for St. Johnson. Suzanne, that is a massive one for St. Johnson. I think obviously as well, keeping that one and run going and beating a t- beating a title contender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was the the top two teams who I thought you know would probably finish up there. St. John's, and Um, and and that's it. You know, you, you want to be picking up the, the the points against teams that you expect, but when it's a, a kind of top of the table clash, then definitely you know getting the three points for the vital. And I like you said, the only team that's still got hundred percent record, so um, they'll be absolutely delighted with that. Um, they are, you know, they, they don't seem to be struggling. Although it's tight games, you know, they're, they're still winning. They're, they seem convincing. So, so for me, they're still strong title contenders. How important is a player like Morgan Steedman, who just scores every week and she's always kind of, she's the, the top player in that team, I would say. I think she makes everything tick. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Um, You know, when you've got players like that, it's it's important about, you know, the performance. If she's performing every week, then that just kind of, you know, the buzz, it, it, you know, wears off on everybody else. Everybody else feeds off that. And then that's where you get top class performances. So a fantastic player for them, um, and I think she'll do really well this season. Mm-hmm. Boromir as well. Do you think they'll be obviously disappointed to lose to St. Johnson, but they'll still again two wins, two defeats. 
they've beat obviously Kilmarnock and St Johnson, two teams who are probably challenging them as well. They'll still be confident that they can get right back up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as I've said before, I've I've worked with, with Susie Shepherd really closely before. You know, I, I know really well, played alongside her years ago. Um, and she's just such a fantastic professional. You know, she she puts in really, really, you know, so much effort and so much hard work. She did as a player and she's doing that now as a as a manager. So um I don't think they'll have many problems. You know, she'll probably well, with her contacts and different things, she'll be able to add to that squad, she'll be able to get the best out of the players. So I think they're still really strong, you know, title contenders up there. I still think they're in with a shout of promotion. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, um, two out of two for them. Not not the best start in, in terms, but if you look around everybody else, they're still up there. You know, they're no kind of slacking behind anybody apart from St Johnson. So they should be relatively happy with the start that they've had. Yeah, two newly promoted teams as well, Gart, Kaelin and Trose. Another 3-2, home one, Gart, Kaelin, Amy Robertson with a double as well. What was your kind of overall thoughts when you saw that? Um, Gart Cairn were you know my team to watch I, I think that they'll be you know the, the experience they've got they've added a lot of experience and for me that's vital it's great having you know lots of good young players but but definitely you know that, that experience that they've got um, they'll be relatively happy great start for them um, you know three wins out of four fantastic for them they'll, they'll be over the moon with that absolutely delighted um, you know I, I just think that they'll keep pl- plugging away um, you know getting that win against Montrose obviously they're both newly promoted but Montrose aren't going to be one of the bottom teams I think they're going to do particularly mm-hmm. well so vital for Garkin to get get the points get that win um, and, and obviously you know it kind of shows that they are, they're going to be right up there and they're going to they're going to be troubling and that's important when when you've got teams coming to your your pitch or or when you're travelling, you want players to, to fear you. You know, you want other teams to, to worry about you. So they start doing more homework on you and less work on what they can do. And I think that Garkin are doing that. They're, they're definitely kind of, you know, opening other people's eyes and, and then definitely going to cause other teams problems, which is great to see. You want that, you know, you want these exciting teams with good setups. It's great for the game. Yeah, I said last week in the, the show, I think this is the most competitive league in Scottish football. I think there's so many teams in this that are exciting to watch. I think there's a lot of, you're going to see a lot of tight score lines. I just think it's, I think that both teams really kind of standing out. Amy Robertson as well with a double, like that'll do her the world a good as well. Stirling Uni beat Queen's Park 4-3 away. That is a massive result for Stirling Uni to get a win in the board after four games. All reports, this was a really exciting end to end game. Yeah, um, massive, massive win for Stirling. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you that the last time that they had a win. I think, you know, they've really, really struggled even last season. So um, massive for them. Really disappointed for Queen's Park. You know, I thought with, with Craig Joyce going in there and, you know, adding a couple of players, a bit of experience, I thought that they, they would have, you know, um, been doing better. So disappointing for them, um, but but absolutely huge for Stirling. You need to get the three points and, and you just, you know, you buzz off that, that you know, that'll set them up that maybe they can go on and, and start kind of causing other teams problems. Um, so so definitely massive, massive for, for Stirling Uni. Um, a great performance and, and obviously three points vital for them. Yeah, and Kilmarnock obviously getting three points as well. They sit in uh, joint third with Montrose and seven points. Abby Robinson with a goal. It's a by all reports, I don't think it was a, a convincing commandant performance, but they got the job done. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, we spoke previously about Glasgow City, it doesn't matter how you win, you know, as long as you, you get that win. Um and I, I think for them it'll be that that, you know, bedding in time, the fact that it's a new manager. Um, you know, they've not had a hell of a lot of changes to that their playing squad, but I know Jim Chapman and I know that him going in, he would have changed so much. You know, the style of play, their attitude, mentality, absolutely everything. So it'll be the time for that to kind of, you know, change and that to filter through to the players. And as soon as the players, 
you know, start listening to, to Chappie and start kind of understanding what what the way that he wants to play and, and what the expectations are. I think that they could be right up there as well. Mm-hmm. Performance of the SWPL two, what was the what's the result that sticks out? Still in uni, you know. Uh, in the scale of season, it might not come to anything, you know. It might just be a one-off for still in uni, but but definitely the score that the scoreline when I looked at them, I thought that you know that was unexpected. So so definitely well done to still in uni for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think still in uni is a massive one for them. SWF Championship. Livingston are the only team without a defeat after three games. It just shows you how competitive this league is. A two-nil win over Air. To be the only team after three games to not lose a to lot to not have a loss on the board shows you that this league is very competitive and that's a big step for Livingston, I would say. Yeah, m- massive. Um, I don't know much, you know. I don't know many of the players there. Um, I know Sean Sean Hughesley. Um, she's got loads of experience. She played at Hearts before. I know they've got a couple other players there that have got a, you know that bit of experience in SWPL too. So massive for them. Only team, you know, still undefeated. Um, so huge. Um, it is very tight. Another league that's very, very tight. You know, when you see the the scores, there's not many top top scores. You know, there's not massive scores. Um, so so definitely, I think that, that they'll be delighted with that start. Um, and obviously, you know, they'll be looking to get that that promotion slot at the end of the season. Definitely. Yeah, Rossville as well. Jeremy McCollum, Murdoggle, and Lauren Coleman. Jeremy McCollum did an unbelievable start of the season. I think she scored seven goals after three games. It just shows you that she's. She's saying if, if Rossville are going to be at the top of the table, I think she's going to have a massive say on how they do up there. Very, very convincing for Rossville, a 4 one one away driver. Yeah, um, I've I've watched them a few times in person, Rossville, and, and Gemma's a player that stands out all the time. Um, pacey, very, that, that's the one thing you say, but she's very, very pacey, but she's direct and she's got an eye for goal. So I think she'll be vital. If they are, are going from a promotion proof, she'll definitely be you know, down to her and what she can contribute to the team, definitely. Mm-hmm. Hutchie Vale as well going away to Morton winning 3-1 again Hutchie Vale I think they lost their first game but they've obviously bounced back really well that's a second one in a row again can I ask for any more going away and beating Morton that's it's never easy to do I would say but that's a very good performance from Hutchie Vale to win 3-1 yeah definitely you know six points on the board after three games they'll be, they'll be you know pretty happy with that um, and, and like you said it's never easy you know going away and getting that result um, Morton have got a bit of experience you know with with Suzanne Wyatt up front, you know, so to come away with the victory and um and, and the three points is absolutely fantastic for them. So yeah, they'll be happy with that as well. Yeah, and the final game, Renfrew three, Inverness two. There was a really bad injury. We're just sending our best to the player that was really badly injured. Oh, uh, I think she broke up tibia, which is again always kind of hard to hear. But we're wishing her all the best. Massive three two result for Renfrew as well. Inverness though, again, it's. You're going to get tight games last. I think these are two teams that will be up at the top near the end of the season. Again, it's the, it's those kind of fine margins into it. I think it's just one of those games where Renfrew will be delighted to pick up a win, but Inverness will feel hard done by. Yeah, yeah, no, um, a comeback's always the best way to get a result, so they'll be delighted with that. Um, and, and obviously, again, same for me, you know, the best to, to the player that's picked up the injury. You never like to hear that in football. Um, but, you know, I did say um, that the same way with Aberdeen. You know, as much as people say it's hard to go up there, you know, like Inverness, it's hard to go up for Inverness. You've got to remember that they're coming down every week as well. So every week Inverness or every every second week Inverness have got that away game. So I think that that's probably the, the biggest thing for them. They've, you know, they've had a no bad start to, to the, the season, but I think that that travel could kind of play a part on, on their results as well. What result stands out to you in that league? Um, Probably that one, you know, definitely. It's, it's going to be a very, very tight, tight 
um, season for everybody. So for Renfrew to get that that result, I think it's massive for them. Um, and it's so hard to tell, you know, what team's gonna gonna you know finish champions. Um, it's just so tight. I'm I'm, I'm loving it. I'm so you know impressed with the EPL two you know championship in League One. It's it's very very tight, and it's great to see you know that. You know, there's there's no lot of big score lines, which is you, you never like seeing big score lines. Um, so th- there's no a lot of that, which is fantastic. So um, it's great for the game, and and it's great to show that there's so many teams, you know, down there that are pushing up, that are that are improving all the time. It's great. Yeah, absolutely as well. SW uh, SWF League Two, Falkirk one, Stenhouse Muir nil. It was a local derby. Both teams had started with two wins, but it was Falkirk who emerged on top, and they're the only team with three wins so far. Eva Rule with an 87th minute winner. That'll be massive as well. Would you say that local derby element and obviously keeping that hundred percent record going? Yeah, it's you know it's important if you're if you're wanting to to win the league, it's so important to keep that hundred percent record for as long as possible. It builds momentum, that puts that winning mentality into your squad. So so for Falkirk, you know, hundred percent record, it's absolutely fantastic for them. They'll be delighted with the start that they've had. Yeah, absolutely as well. Edinburgh Cali seven one one over BSC Glasgow again. You just their first one of the season, and it's a great way to start. Great way to get your first win of the board, a convincing seven-one victory. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, obviously, first win of the season. Um, but it's what's expected. You like say BSC, you know, not picking up any points yet. They're right at the bottom of the table, so it is games like that where you need to be picking up the points. So a vital win for them, definitely. Mm-hmm. And as well, two four nil wins. Grampian and Edinburgh going to Gaffney and St Mirren and winning four 0 Edinburgh on seven points. Grampian on six. Again, these are two teams that are probably worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, it's just so so tight in that league that you know um, that there's kind of many teams that will be fighting for the for the scraps. You know, you'd think that possibly Falkirk will be the ones up the top there. So um, it's just important for everybody picking up as many points as possible. So great, great wins for them and convincing wins as well. Yeah, absolutely as well. Dundee West they get their first win in the season, a two one one at home to Glen for Thistle and Airdrie drew one one with West Dyke ending West Dyke's two. One one starts the season. Obviously, they're still unbeaten, but Airdrie managed to get the point to take them to four points. That league one, can I who catches your eye in that league? Is that in a terms of like can I experience? Do you know people in that league? And obviously, you what who are you going to keep an eye on throughout the season? Yeah, no, I, I don't know many at all. Um, the likes of at BSC Glasgow, I know you know the striker Sam McManus. Um, she was kind of youth at, at Celtic, right. um, and then went went away to Motherwell Development. Um. So, you know, you'd think that she'd chip in quite a few goals for them. Um, so it's surprising they've not picked up any points yet. Um, the, the the likes of Falkirk, you know, it's it, it, they've got experience. They've they've been around for a while and they've had a team that's kind of, you know, been quite consistent. You hear about them a lot. So for them, it's it's great for them that they've got the 100% record. Um, and, and the other thing that's quite surprising for me is, like I say, you know, Dundee West getting their first win. But even though it's only four goals, they've got the top scorer in the league, you know, um, Amanda Primrose so mm-hmm. it, it's great and you think well if they've got a player that's kind of chipping in with, with four goals even though that they've only had the, the you know the one victory then that's something that they could look you know forward to let's get more goals let's get this player you know use our, our advantage and try and pick up more points Yeah absolutely as well how good is it as well to see that the likes of the kind of championship in the league one being kind of so competitive is that obviously good to see that there's a kind of level below the, the FWPL with kind of good teams coming through yeah, definitely. Um, if you if if you go from you know SWPL one, there's always kind of been the same teams. There's no many teams that 
that you know come right through it and come up you know you're always getting the like say you know Hamilton were down and then they're back up you know Aberdeen were down and, and they're back up um so the fact that it's more competitive is it's fantastic because it means that these teams all need to kind of you know think on their feet and and start thinking how do we compete how do we keep going forward that's the most important thing improvement you know if you're improving every year eventually you're going to work your way up you know um so that that's the most important thing improvement there's just been such a massive massive you know, difference in women's football over the past few years. There's there's so much support from, you know, different clubs coming on board, you know, men's team, you know, getting on board and supporting. Um, and even even the likes of yourself, I don't think you get enough credit for what you do, you know, helping promote the women's game. So on behalf of somebody that's that's been involved in the women's game and wants to be more involved in, in the, the future, I think that, you know, what you do is absolutely amazing. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I think it is, it is amazing. And, you know, if there's, you know, more people out there that want to keep doing, you know, as much as it can to help us, that's what we want. You know, we wanted to keep growing, especially with the likes of, you know, we'll mention it again, England winning winning the yeah. Euros and, and the amount of kind of, you know, growth that, that they've seen. We want we want the same up here. We just love football. You know, we, we love men's football. We love women's football. We just love football. We, you know, we love playing it. We love watching it. Um, and, you know, when you, you're seeing the likes of, you know, teams like Garkian who have got a great setup. You know, and they've came in and they've had a great start. That that's what you want to see. You want to see things like that because it's you know it builds a bit of momentum about about them and and the fact that they're kind of a standalone team. They've not got a men's team behind them. You know, so so it's great. Um, we just love football. Want to see it see it keep growing. So so for me, that's that's the biggest thing. The fact that you're seeing so many teams that are getting better and better and pushing and and that's what you want. You know, you you don't want it to be stale that you've got all the same teams at the top and there's not much movement. Um, and, and, and like you say, it keeps. It keeps everybody at the bottom of the leagues on their toes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they like say Glasgow women, you know, will it be Aberdeen, Partick Thistle, you know, Hamilton, Motherwell, whoever will be right at the bottom there. It keeps them on their toes. They know that they need to keep progressing and moving forward as well because they've got teams that will be on their heels wanting to take their place in, in the top leagues. Yeah, I think that's a big thing as well. Obviously, like coming out of this pandemic where you couldn't play football, like to see so many kind of players now kind of talking to a lot of players who kind of just have kind of started to it up and like it gives you a wee buzz it just it's like obviously the couple of years we've all had just to see like so many teams playing as well there's again there's 11 players in each team like that tells you how many players are playing every weekend it's brilliant to see isn't it yeah it's, it's huge the, the involvement and that's obviously down to you know the SWF as well the you know them trying to you know increase their participation levels as well it's it's amazing the amount of work that's that goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows about, you know, um, players that are involved, um, teams that are involved, managers that are involved, you know, they know about it, but there's no there's no many other outsiders that know about the amount of work that, that goes on behind the scenes because there isn't that investment, because mm-hmm. there isn't that support. Um, but even, even like, say, you know, the game yesterday, um, Rangers v Hamilton um, at, at New Douglas Park, it was a great crowd, you know, Rangers brought a lot of fans, but... You know, even beforehand in the hospitality areas, there was loads of people. There was a buzz about the place, and, and just seeing the stand, you know, e- even though they were spread out, there was a, there was a big support there, and it's just fantastic to see that. That's a big thing as well. As much as you know, the participation levels is huge and it's important. We also want to start bringing more fans in, you know, yeah. and and it's great that you've got the likes of Rangers, Celtic, who you know will have big fans based because of the men. But we need to see how can we start bringing them in and, and supporting the women's teams. Um, so so it's great, to, you know, it, it was fantastic just you know, hearing the crowd, you know, cheering every time there was a goal and also as well, you know, shouting the players' names, getting to know the players and it's just, it's fantastic for the game. It's great for me as, you know, somebody that's been involved in football for such a long time, it's great for me to see the growth and, and to see that part as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have put it better myself. It was just great to see so many kind of players playing and obviously fans going to the games. I think there's just a buzz about women's football just now. But yeah. hopefully we'll we'll see a buzz in the next few months because Scotland have a chance of qualifying for the World Cup. Pedro Martinez Loza announced his squad the other day. What was your kind of thoughts in the, the squad they announced? Was there any eye catching additions to it? Um, there wasn't many changes. Um, one of one of the main ones for me was Emma Mitchell being back involved after mm-hmm. after obviously being you know maternity leave having having a baby. Um, she's such a, a big player. You know she's she's got so much experience. She's just so powerful and and gives a hundred percent in every training session and every game game. So it's fantastic for her to be involved. Um, obviously going forward, I don't know you know what the plan would be whether she'd be starting or what you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she's played, but just to have her back involved at that level. It's great for her, and obviously it'll put her in good stead for you know other games coming forward, and obviously the push you know to to get qualification definitely. You look at the kind of you you look at the squad. Obviously, Caroline Weirs went to Real Madrid and kind of hit the ground running as well. Scotland, the, that squad is up there. It's a really really good squad. Do you do you like their chances for the World Cup? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously you're saying it's a it's a great squad. For me, the only disappointing thing is that there is only kind of seven or eight that are playing in SWPL1, you know, yeah. and, and obviously it's, we look back, you know, years ago you would say that's fantastic that all these players are getting moves abroad and, you know, obviously they're, they're professionals now. The fact that we've got that set up, you know, maybe only Glasgow City um, Rangers and Celtic are, you know, full professional sides. Um, we want more and you'll see it, you know, over time, you know, with, with the setup here, we've all seen more and more players involved in, in the Scotland squad from SWPL1, which will be great. Um, but, you know, the experience that these players are getting from going away, you've got Claire Emsley, who's just scored another goal there, you know, before she, she comes back with the Scotland squad in America, with all the top players, the experience that she's getting from that. And then obviously, like say, Caroline Weir, she's always been a standout player. Yeah. But to go away to Real Madrid and then score, you know, against your old team, Man City, in the Champions League, you know, and she didn't hold back with the celebrations mm-hmm. either. It was, it was good to see that emotion. She's just obviously, you know, went, went mental, you know, as the occasion is, you know, yeah. deserved qualifying for the Champions League so so great for her but just the, the, the experience that they've got from these players going out it, it's amazing um, and I like to say you know you're Aaron Cuthbert you know it's there's a lot of players in there that have got lots of experience you know Jen B.A. Rachel Corsi even Lee Alexander now you know before she was kind of she had sat on the bench for so long when Gemma Faye was, was the goalkeeper mm-hmm. the number one so for her now she's got a lot of experience she's played a major tournament um, she's playing consistently with Glasgow City in the Champions League so for her definitely um, you know, be vital vital for the squad. But yeah, they've got a good mixture of youngsters coming in. Um, but the experience that they've now got, they you know, they, they shouldn't struggle to qualify. It'll be hard, you know, because it always is. There's there's top teams yeah. at their top countries. But but yeah, you look at the squad and you think they should qualify. They should be there. The the players in that squad deserve to be on the, the biggest stage, definitely. Is it maybe a surprise not to see Lizzie Arnott after the start she's had so far? Yeah, definitely. Um you know, I, I don't know what that's about. Um, you know, to me, when you're, you're kind of scoring as many goals as she does, and, and it's also the contribution as well, the amount of assists that, that she makes. She's she's a player that you don't know what she's going to do. She's going to go inside, she's going to go outside. Um, so it's definitely a shock for me, um, especially when you've got, you know, the likes of Lisa Evans pulling out and they bring in Lon Davison. Obviously, yeah. you know, Davison's maybe a more more of a striker, but, you know, for me, I, I'd, I'd have her in my squad, definitely. So that, that's a bit of a surprise. Um, but, you know, maybe she's needing a rest after Champions League. I'm not really sure, yeah, but I'd have her in the squad. So that's probably the biggest surprise that's been left out for me. Yeah, I think I was one noticeable 
a missing when I saw the, the squad last. But as you say, it's just about obviously getting close to qualifying. I think there's definitely a chance there. I think I don't think the groups that obviously the Spain result was obviously a tough one, but you look at that group and you think just a few a couple more wins and you could be right in amongst it and it's it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But, you know, as I said, Scotland are more than capable. They've got goals all about their, their squad, you know, even from midfield, you know, Caroline Weir and Cuthbert, Claire Emsley, um, they've got goals there. So, um, you know, if they've got players that are on form and players that, that put in the performances on the night, they should definitely get the, the victories. And, and it'll be exciting. You know, it was, it was amazing watching the Euros and the momentum. So, you know, to go into a World Cup, you know, it'd be fantastic to see Scotland there. That's what we want, you know. I think it's the most animated I've ever been when Scotland played against Argentina and <laughs> Lee saved the penalty and then, you know, they, they got a retake. So, just when it's your country, when it's, it's players that you've played alongside that you've kind of, you know, grew up with, it's just, you know, you support them that wee bit more. So, so definitely, um, fingers crossed, you know, I hope that they make it because it'll be fantastic to see them on the biggest stage. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very interesting to see how the qualifier with the Faroe Islands goes in September. But we are going to wrap up the show there, Suzanne. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely love it. Thanks again. Um, and hope to be on soon. Absolutely. Anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow our podcast and YouTube channel as well for more Scottish women's football coverage over the next few weeks. And as well, our social media channels have everything you need to know about women's football in Scotland taking place over the next few weeks. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Mm-hmm.